Yo, what is going on, baby? Nathan Kennedy, the new Money Podcast, episode 76. How y'all doing, man? Hoping you guys are having a fantastic week here in Ontario, Southern Ontario. Uh, we are getting pounded by the blizzard right now. Um, it's starting to cool off as I'm looking outside. It's it's chill. It's, you know, no pun intended. It's chilling out, right? But uh, that's been pretty wild. Hoping you guys are staying safe if you're in this blizzard. If you're not, um, hoping you're staying safe anyway. And thank you so much for coming and checking out this episode. As usual, my friends. DM me your questions, anything that's on your mind at the New Money Podcast on Instagram, as well as if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave me a review. I would love to hear your thoughts. It really does help the show get out there as well. Now, guys, you know I'm always talking about investing in yourselves and in your future. And if you've listened to the podcast for even a second, you know that we here at the New Money Podcast are big fans of the stock market. But I can talk all day about ETFs and long-term gains and compound interest and all this shit. But if you're not out there taking action, it's all for fucking nothing, right? You got to go out and take some action today. And that's why I believe in Wealth Simple Trade and Wealth Simple Invest because they're the most conducive and straightforward ways to get that done. Wealth Simple Trade is a commission-free platform where you can buy stocks and ETFs straightforward, simple. Wealth Simple Invest is a robo-advisor where they buy all the ETFs and things for you. You just got to put the money in and put your goals in, allocate, they'll take care of everything. So it's pretty solid all around. Recently, we actually got an increase um, for our bonus. So when you sign up with Wealth Simple Trade, uh, you used to get $10 free to trade. Now you'll get $25 when you sign up. So go check that out. 25 free bucks. Are you kidding me? And you get to invest. It's amazing. So go check it out. I really believe in these platforms. And I really believe that they can help you build some serious wealth. So what do I have for you today? My boy, the Real Money CEO, Ryan Francis, is on the podcast. Really sick guy. Uh, he's a social media mogul. And, you know, he's very similar to me, you know, uh, just a guy out here talking about money, you know, kicking it to you real, no BS. And I think him and I had a really great conversation, and I think there's a ton of value. Put it in cruise control if you're driving, you know, hit a nice stride with your walk if you're walking. Uh, and here is my boy Ryan, the Real Money CEO, and we talk about some real shit. Let's just dive on into it, baby. Ryan, what's going on, brother? What is up, Nathan? How you doing, man? Thanks for having me. Bro, it's it's a pleasure, man. It's a pleasure. Uh, it's, it's so good to have you on, man. We were supposed to connect last week, but we ended up just talking because the the left side of my face literally wasn't working, and and not because of anything bad. It was just because I <laughs> I literally had uh, a cavity, a few cavities I had to get taken care of. So, um, so happy that you could come back on, man. Uh, guys, Ryan here is is uh, is a money wizard, and uh, I've come across his his content. He does a lot of great stuff. Uh, he's 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 really um, speaking to a lot of um, different um, things around money, and is really challenging the taboos. And 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 you know, I really admire him. So I, I thought I'd have him on, come and have a quick chat. But Ryan, really quick, man, tell tell the people a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I. I do social media for fun. Um, so I, um, you know, work full time on the side and, and this is kind of my, you know, way of kind of helping people giving back. Um, I graduated college. Um, I had $40,000 student loan debt. I also grew up, you know, uh, lower income. I didn't really, I wasn't really taught too much about money other than to save, to give. And, and that's, that's about it. But I wasn't really taught anything else about that. You know, money was scarce. Um, and so, you know, like I said, I graduated college, I had a bunch of debt, 
I didn't know what I was supposed to do. So I was kind of lost, confused, stressed out, you know, I had that huge negative net worth. And so, um, so I started learning, you know, I was like, I, I got to figure out, you know, a way to go about this. I just, I knew there had to be a better way. And so I started learning, 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 learning. And, you know, I found out that, you know, debt is pretty bad, you know, a lot of consumer debt at least. And so I got on a plan, I hustled, you know, I picked up side hustles. I got, you know, I went crazy and I paid off my debt in about a year and I started investing, you know, I built up my emergency fund and started investing, you know, I went, you know, crazy and I was just learning and just, I continued to learn and my life was just radically changed. Um, and I was able to build up, you know, a pretty good net worth for my age. And, and, you know, a lot of my, you know, friends and family were asking, you know, what, you know, what happened? I was like, you know, I just, my, my life was just radically changed because I've learned about, you know, this thing about money. I figured it out finally, you know, none of us were taught about this in school, or at least most of us weren't. And so um, it was just this, I had this, this fire lit in me. So I was like, you know what, let me start helping my friends and family. So I started doing that for a while. I was helping out my friends and family. You know, I started taking over my parents, you know, investments and helping them out there and a lot of friends here and there. And then eventually I was helping out a lot of people one-on-one and I was like, you know what, I want to try to reach a broader audience. So I started social media. Um, And so actually for a while, I had been wanting to start something where I could reach a broader audience. And then, you know, when COVID hit, that gave me a lot of extra time on my hands. I was like, you know, this is a perfect opportunity. Let me go ahead and start. Um, And so that's when I started on, you know, TikTok and and Instagram. And since then, it's kind of blown up a bit. You know, I've blown up to, I think, 156,000 on TikTok and then 25,000 on Instagram. So uh, it's been doing really well, been able to help a lot of people. Um, it's really my passion here. So it's been, you know, just so fun and, and, and exciting and, and just really rewarding being able to help a lot of people. So in the process, I've written a book as well. Uh, you know, it was really hard to keep up with all the DMs. I was like, you know what, I'm gonna write a book that's going to show people how to do everything step by step, just because I can't keep up with all the DMs. So yeah, uh, that yeah. that's came out. And so there's going to be a lot more to come, but it's been a lot of fun, super exciting and super excited to be here too. Dude. Yeah. That's, that's amazing, man. And, and I'm so happy to hear that you've been really carving out a, a presence on social media and um, it's, it's, it's awesome. And I think there's still, even, even with all the content creators, even with, you know, all the stuff that's being talked about, it's still not being talked about closely enough. Um, what, what was it, what was it for you that really was like, the wake up call? Like, was it a specific event or was it, um, you know, just, you know, yeah. Was it a specific event or did you just kind of like one day wake up or was it like kind of over time? I think it was when I started first paying off my debt, I was like, man, this is, this is nice. I think, I think the first, like when it hit me in the face, I opened up my Navient student loans and I was like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I dug myself into this hole. I, I was like, oh my goodness, you know? And so that kind of woke me up and I was like, you know, I always, when I took out student loans, I was like, you know, I, I planned to pay them back when I was in college, but it didn't, the gravity of it didn't hit me until after when I actually yeah, had it to pay it does. back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so when I, when I saw that, I was like, oh my goodness. But then when I started paying it off and getting on a roll, like that momentum kind of got me going and um, that's when I started just hustling. I was like picking up, like I was saying, side hustles. And, you know, I just wanted to get out so bad. I was doing everything I possibly could to get out. And so I think just that excitement 
to getting out of debt was what kind of sparked the whole thing. And once I finally got out of debt, you know, I didn't stop there. You know, I built my emergency fund up, you know, I started investing and just the learning of it, just, it just sparked a passion in me that I didn't know I had. Right. Yeah. 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 So, so, um, knowing what you know now, I'm just curious. I like to ask people uh, about investing and things like that. Would you have been at that aggressive? Like you would, you'd still to this day, you would have been just like, I got to, pay that shit off ASAP or would you maybe have, have taken it a bit slower and, and maybe invested a bit, paid it off slower? What, 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 uh, what, what would, what would you uh, have done? So, so I would have, I would have done it the exact same. Let me tell you why. Cause if I, if I put it off and did it sl- slowly, I would have paid it off in like 15 years, mm-hmm. getting aggressive with it, putting every penny I had, cutting down my expenses to nothing, getting side hustles that allowed me to pay it off in a year. So that, that just accelerated my, you know, debt-free journey and accelerated my ability to invest in the process. You know, I got like a 50% pay raise because I, you know, when you start thinking about money, you know, you start looking for ways to increase your income. And in the process, you know, I got a different job, increased my income, things like that. And so, uh, so many good things kind of fell into place because of that. And because I started taking care of my finances. So, um, I, I wouldn't change it, honestly. I, 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 I do it the same. I'd hustle the same. You know, what I would have done differently is <laughs> figured out how to avoid debt in the first place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. A hundred percent. I feel that, man. And it's it's such a big it's such a big thing with respect to to mindset. Um, you know, the the one subtle change or once or even if it's a, a big thing small thing whatever like the one thing that you do it's such a domino effect like you kind of spoke to man you start you're like okay like i want to like pay down this debt when you make like a money-oriented goal like money-oriented things start to kind of um make themselves more obvious to so opportunities that may not have seemed as lustrous or or, or, or you know attractive to you um, now you've got this big goal and, and, you know, you're like, damn, like, I really think I should, you know, go out and, and pursue this. And, and, and I think, I think it's just, like you said, it just really, really snowballs into each other. I mean, do you find that to this day that it's still the case? Like, because you have a, a different sort of mindset, um, you know, you kind of see the world differently with respect to money. Yeah, absolutely. When I, you know, I think when I paid off, like when I set a goal, um, I, I, I set out to pay off my debt in two years. I paid it off in one. Um, it, it completely changed every, my entire mindset about money. Every single thing I knew about money, I had to unlearn though. Um, you know, paying off your debts, the first step, you know, building an emergency fund, something else, um, you know, starting investing is, is another big step. But then the, the way you handle money and your relationship with money going forward is something that you have to shape and develop going forward and constantly, constantly shape. Um, I know for me, you know, growing up, like I said, lower income, it's something that you, you have to completely rewire your brain for because you're taught either to, I see kind of two things with people who kind of grew up like the way I did. They either save everything, hoard everything, and they don't want to ever, you know, invest because they're scared to invest or they, they finally have money now and they want to just spend everything. So it's about developing a good relationship with money and constantly shaping it. For sure. How has how's been uh, the business around, you know, your, your journey and things like that? Do you, would you consider your um, social media ventures and things like that? Do you have a business around that now? 
I do. I do. Yeah. So, you know, early on I was doing it all, you know, purely for free and I still have, you know, 95% of my content is free. The only thing I charge for now is my book, um, which I, you know, recently released. Um, but other than that, you know, I, everything is, you know, completely free. I've done a couple, you know, sponsorships, but yeah, I do have, you know, a small business around that where I could, I do have, it's kind of like a side hustle for me. Um, but it's just kind of, you know, I'm doing this, uh, you know, something that I, for my passion and, and something I would do anyways, even if I wasn't getting paid. So it's something that, you know, it's just kind of a bonus for me at this point. What's your, what's your opinion on, um, Money coaching, money consulting, things like that. I feel like it's such a, a a gray area with respect to like credentials and things like that. Even in Canada, like there's not really you know much around it. Um, in the in the blogging space, I feel like it's 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 accepted. But you know now you've got like different kinds of coaches, life coaches, all kinds of coach, spiritual coaches, wellness coaches, and some are I'm sure are very um, ethical and and obviously like human nature. There's going to be some eth- unethical ones. Obviously, there's going to be some unethical money ones. Uh, where, where do you sort of stand on um, that sort of like spectrum? Do you coach yourself? Like, I'm just, I'm just curious. So I actually, now that I think of it, I do have a coaching thing. I've never actually promoted. I've never actually really done much of it. Um, I do have it. Um, I, I, I personally don't think there's anything wrong with coaching. Now, there, there are some things that I do have a problem with. I mean, if, if you're charging, you know you know, a thousand bucks a session and you're not providing any value and you're ripping someone off. I mean, stuff like that is where I kind of draw the line. There can be a gray area there, but if you're genuinely providing, you know, true value, um, it really, I I mean, I I think it's worth paying for. Um, you know, I, I don't see any issue with that. Yeah, no, I agree completely. I agree completely. I just feel like there's, there's, I don't know, some people, (laughs) some people I talk to are like, Oh my God, like courses and, and courses and coaches are all crooks. They're all this, they're all that. And then, and you know, like I, I, I find it like, well, I don't know, like they're not really like if, if the value's there, you know? Yeah. Well, I think a lot of those people have good reason for the, for thinking that because there's a lot of, there are a lot of crooks out there. There's a lot of really bad people out there selling just horrible courses mm-hmm get rich quick schemes, things like that. So MPI. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Don't get me started on MPI. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like, yeah, I think there's just, I think what you, what people have to do is they have to do their due diligence first, research this person, research the product, learn what you're getting into first. Um, some stuff is worth it. Some stuff absolutely isn't. So you have to do your research and learn first. Don't just go spend a bunch of money um, before you doing your research, but there are some good, there is some good coaching programs and courses out there. There's also some, some bad ones out there. So a few red flags to look for, are, you know, guaranteed returns. If it seems too good to be true, it probably is just, uh, enormous returns that just seem ridiculous. They, they probably are, you know, so you just gotta, you gotta put your, you know, thinking hat on and, and, you know, you have to, you know, vet these people and make sure that they're, you know, not trying to screw you over. Cause if you let them, they will. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. It's, it's, you know, it's the internet. It's kind of a free for all. And, and you really, you do have to, you got, yeah, man, you got You got to cover your ass. Right. And, and so, you know, with, with somebody who's a little bit intimidated or they're, you know, they're thinking about getting started, but it's just something that they've been putting off. Like where, where do you, what do you typically say to them? Like, where's the first place they should go? That's a good, that's a good question. So I think, I think if, if you have no idea where to start, 
start consuming content. So if you don't want to pay for content, that's fine. Start consuming as much free content as you possibly can. And if you want to go like a cheaper route and you want to start paying for content, you can start buying some books. Books are typically, you know, pretty good resources for learning, you know, how to do things. You know, there's a lot of really good personal finance books out there that you can just start, you know, getting your feet wet, learning, learning, learning. Uh, and I think like you can do it on a budget. You can do it for free, 100%. It's just probably going to take a little longer. Um, you can do it with books. I think for me, books um, have been probably books and podcasts are where I've learned, you know, uh, a lot from. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I so tell me a little bit more about your book, man. I, I'm, I'm really interested. Like, um, is it is it around a specific subject? Is it a kind of like, you know, zero to hero kind of thing? Like, t- tell me about it. <laughs> So my book is designed for beginners. It's it's designed to take you from wherever you are financially to financially free. So I de- I designed this. It's a, it's a seven step program called the Financial Freedom Steps, and basically it's a step by step guide to get you from wherever you are to financially free. Like I was saying. So the first step is getting your finances organized. If you have no idea where you stand financially, it's going to be really hard to win with money. So you want to you know get the right bank accounts in place. You want to list out your debts. If you don't know how much you owe, how are you ever going to pay it off? You want to list out your assets, you know, things like that. Get Start budgeting, get your credit in order, things like that. That's step one. You know, the second step is investing up to your employer match. It's free money. You don't want to miss out on that. And then the third step is, um, is oh my gosh, I'm slipping up on my own. Uh, <laughs> Take your time, bro. Yeah, is the third step is saving a month of expenses in your emergency fund. It's kind of like a starter emergency fund. Um, and then step four is now now that you have that kind of starter foundation, now it's time to pay off all your debt immediately, as quickly as you can. You know, this is going to be the hardest step out there. Uh, once you've paid off all your debt, um, now it's time to save up a six-month emergency fund. I'm going to take it up from one month to six months. And then after that, it's time to do the fun part, which is investing and actually building wealth. This is how you're going to become wealthy. So you're going to invest 20% of your income into index funds. Um, And then step seven um, is on any money on top of that, you're going to apply to other goals, like paying off your house sometime before retirement, not in a huge rush because of low interest rates, but you're going to do it sometime before retirement investing more, whether that's more index funds or rental real estate, um, uh, you know, increasing your emergency fund to a year over and you can do that over time. And then, uh, you know, if you have kids saving up for kids college and then step eight would be, you know, so you continue doing step seven until you're financially free. And then that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's where you're at. So it's basically yeah. a step-by-step guide to get you to financial freedom. Yeah, no, and I think I think that's that's so practical, man. I think you got to give people the the practical steps to to building out their life, and I think um, that's that's such a, that's so well put. And I mean, it really is a pyramid, and and you know you know we talk about it a lot on the show. It's it's literally okay, like where are you right now? Like, let's figure that out first. Don't worry about investing. Like I always say, man, fuck investing. If you have a credit card or two credit cards or like crazy debt, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't make any sense. Let's figure out where you are with your debt. Let's figure out if you've got um, a rainy day fund and, and let's, let's set the foundation. Right. And, and so, and so that's the biggest thing, man. Like, do you find a lot of people are, are, are sort of wide eyed, bushy tailed to, to get started with investing? And oftentimes you have to like, Hey, like let's, let's slow it down. 
Yeah, I kind of have to, I kind of have to get people to like slow down a little bit. Like I'll have people, you know, I got five grand of credit card debt. I got five grand in my savings account. I want to start investing. I'm like, whoa, hold up. You know, your credit card is, you know, taking 20% interest every year from you. You know, the, the market has averaged 10% historically. So, you know, it's, it, you got to pay, pay, paying down your credit card debt is a better return than you would earn in the stock market historically. Exactly. So, you know, you want to pay that down first before you think about investing. You also want to build an emergency fund because it, say you say you have all these investments, but you don't have an emergency fund. When an emergency happens, you're going to have to cash out your investments. So yeah, it's about building the right foundation there. You want to get, you want to get out of debt. You want to build your emergency fund. That's, that's the, real foundation before you should start investing in my opinion. Do you want to retire early? I do. You do want to retire? When, when are you thinking? I, so I don't plan on retiring early. Yeah. <laughs> I plan on being financially free early. So I plan on working for a long time. Just, uh, you know, I, I, I like the idea of being able to do whatever I want, whenever I want. And that's mm-hmm. the goal ultimately. So I'm probably going to keep working whenever I want, like beyond financial freedom. So I plan to retire in my thirties. Um, that's the goal. That's amazing. amazing. Yeah. So that's, that's the goal, um, or, or reach financial freedom in my thirties. And then, um, from then on, hopefully I can continue doing this stuff for fun. Dude. Like I always, I always think the same thing too, man. It's like, I I hear fire, but I always just say FI, man. Like that's, that's it to me. Right. And, and, uh, and I think I think it's it's that optionality aspect where you where you you have you have options you give yourself options and you know I I I definitely intend to hope to be in the same sort of place in, you know in my thirties hopefully earlier um, where where you know I could not work ever again and and uh, and like be okay right and so um, when you when when people ask you about fire. you know and and we, when we think about like tax deferred accounts you know um, you know post-tax stuff like Roth IRA, stuff like that. Um, when you think about an early retirement strategy, like a, like a pure retirement or early retirement strategy, um, you know, do you ever have people who want to do that and you, and you kind of advise them on, on certain accounts because, you know, with, with like maybe a 401k or, or um, I'm not too, too familiar with American accounts. But, you know, retirement accounts, some of that money's locked in and there might be uh, an associated penalty. So how do do you, how have you seen, just out of curiosity, how have you seen people sort of design um, their, their, you know, their fire sort of um, withdrawals? So there's a few ways to do it. Um, You can do, uh, there's a few ways. So a Roth conversion ladder is a way to do it. So if you have a 401k, you can, um, you can do this. It's called a Roth conversion ladder that allows you to, with careful planning, access your money early uh, as long as you pay taxes on it. Um, but you have, there's a five-year waiting period when you do that. So that's one way. Um, but you have to do very careful planning. Um, you can also do a brokerage account that gives you flexibility to access your money whenever you want. If you're doing a Roth investment account, which is similar to a TFSA if you're in Canada, um, is you can withdraw whatever you put in at any time penalty free. So those are three ways you can access your money early. For me, though, um, I'm going to utilize those um, as well as, you know, hopefully, you know, have a business at that point that's generating income. You know, like I said, um, I, I don't plan to stop working. So whether I'm still working, you know, my my job 
um, or you know, have a business or have investments that are covering my expenses. Um, you know, I don't plan, you know, to, to stop. And so if I'm using my investments, I'll use it um, from those three, three, three ways. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm not using my investments, I'll, I'll use it from, from the other ways. So generating, generating the business. Yeah, man. So, so you don't, you don't really plan on, um, you know, working a sort of nine to five job for ever. Right. I, I, I would like to have the freedom to walk away earlier than, you know, normal. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I, I, I agree, man. I think, and you know, it, it's one thing I was talking about to, um, last week was, you know, you gotta know yourself, right? If, if you're, if you're cut out for it, if you're built for it, because it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's very idealistic and, and to, to be in that state, but there's a lot of the stuff you have to go through and a lot of, um, you know, things that need to fall into place for that to happen. Right. And, and so like, um, have you, have you ever come across maybe, maybe one of your clients or maybe somebody uh, that in your following, um, that maybe they were like, I want to like start a business. I want to do all this stuff. And then after talking to them, they're like, actually, no, I think I'm good. Like, I think I'm good where I'm at. Yeah, actually. I mean, there's been a lot of people that don't realize the amount of work it takes to build a business. And so, um, I think a lot of people are comfortable with, you know, a a 95 there's nothing wrong with that. They're, they're great. And they provide, you know, you know, good income, you know, benefits, stability, uh, things like that. So, um, they're, they're good for, you know, a lot of people, but, you know, some people prefer, you know, going the business route, but to build a business, it takes a lot of work. Um, you know, so it, it really depends on you and, and what you're cut out for and, and what you're ultimately able to build and willing to build. What's your, what's your opinion on, and man, feel free to ask me questions. I've been just, I, I've just been straying you, man, but, um, what's your, what's your opinion on passive versus active management? With investing for investing, oh, I like I do all passive, all passive. Um, yeah, so I I, I prefer passive um, as I do index funds. Ninety five to ninety nine percent of my portfolios in index funds at a given point. So um, I I like index funds. They outperform you know ninety five percent of investors long term. So um, for me, it just it makes sense to invest in index funds. I don't want to spend all day doing research, trying to figure out what, what the next best stock is. And even if I do, I'm probably not going to be index funds. So I might as well just invest and invest my time somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. I, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> it's, yeah, I'm a huge long-term, you know, passive investor and, um, but it's, it's so interesting. So I, I posted, uh, something on, on uh, TikTok yesterday about GameStop. Have you heard about GameStop and, and Wall Street bets and all that? Yeah, they've been going crazy, right? Yeah, it's it's been it's been nuts. So, dude, I I uh, I got a taste of that world because I, I posted it, and man, they flooded my chat. Like they were like all up in there talking about you know um, this and that and the returns and things. And my my biggest thing was, hey guys, like listen, like if you're not studying these companies, if you don't know these companies, it is a casino. Like it it really really is. And um, I think I think people they get that, but they don't get that. And I think I just, you know, from, from some of the feedback I got, it was people really like with like the good thing about Robinhood, the good thing about these, these progressive, easy to use platforms is that they're making investing easy. The problem is they're making investing a little too easy. And I think that the lack of barrier to entry and and the lack of education around it, it's, 
it's incredibly um, um, dangerous. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I mean, you're, you know, I'm I'm in Canada, so it's not maybe as pronounced. But you know, how's it been for you with with seeing these day traders, all this buzz going down? It's it's I, I have struggled um, seeing all the day traders lose money. Um, at least my followers do it. I, I try to encourage people not to, and um, I get a lot of hate for it. Um, but the fact is, almost every day trader loses money. It's glorified gambling. If you look at the statistics, it's essentially gambling. It's like a slot machine. And um, trying to predict what a company is going to do tomorrow, just it doesn't make sense. You know, if you were to open a cupcake shop um, and someone's like, hey, I'm going to give you this much for a cupcake shop, um, are you going to sell? Um, I'm like, no, I'm investing it. Like I, I put money in into this company because I'm investing in it long term. Why would I just go and sell my cupcake shop because someone's willing to pay me a little more for it? Or why am I going to bet that it's going to go down in value? Things like that. Like it's just, mm-hmm. it's it's a day trading and trying to time the market's a loser's game if you look at the data. But in a bull market, like when everyone's winning, like the last year, everyone looks like a genius. But, you know, when things uh, turn down and, and go down, you know, a lot of these day traders are going to get exposed. So I'm encouraging people to to stay away from it. Um, but it, it's it's pretty sad seeing so many people, you know, even now lose money because there's so many fake, you know, day traders online showing all their fake gains and they're yeah. investing a hundred bucks and getting a hundred percent return and it's two hundred bucks. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Dude, what what are your what are your thoughts on crypto? Crypto, I I I so I don't I don't invest in it. I I don't know if for me I don't I don't think I fully understand it. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why it keeps going up. I, so I understand partly why it keeps going up. I don't see any inherent value behind it. Like mm-hmm. with stocks, you know, there's, it's backed by businesses. And they produce profits and they are businesses, right? Mm-hmm. So they have inherent value there. Real estate is backed by physical real estate. People need to live and work in buildings. But with crypto, I just, I, I, I don't see the true inherent value there. I could see how it could, you know, replace part of, you know, gold's market cap. I see some value in blockchain technology, but I, I don't think I see the value in actual cryptocurrency. Um, so I, I haven't really, I haven't invested in it. Actually, a while back I invested some and I made some money, but I just, I didn't, I don't see it as a viable investment at this point. So I'm not investing, but maybe, maybe I'll change my mind and invest some money just, just for fun. Yeah. I mean, I personally, like I, I put a few hundred bucks just for fun. Like, uh, and, and it's, it's, and I, I always say to people like, listen, like you, if you, you don't have to put a hundred percent of your money into index funds. If you want to like stay sane and you want to put, you know, I don't know, 5% or less than that, or, you know, a small, very small, uh, percentage of your portfolio that if went to zero tomorrow, you wouldn't lose a wink of sleep. Then, I mean, do it. Uh, you know, I, I, I play, te- I play poker. I love poker. You know, I'm not, I, I bet five bucks. I'm not betting 500. Right. And, and so I think there's, there's nothing wrong with it, but you definitely have to put barriers around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think if you're like, if you're in debt and you're not investing at all and you decide to, you know, 
put all your money into crypto. That see that to me doesn't make sense. But if you're you know already investing, you know most of your portfolio it's diversified. You know you don't have debt. You know it might make sense to you know do some crypto. I mean, if you want, you know, a small percentage of your portfolio, it's not going to hurt. But I would personally, if I were to invest in it, I would be prepared to lose everything. Yeah, that's it. You got it. You 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 have to you have to be prepared to to lose it all, man. Um, just a few more questions, my man. So, you know, what's, you know, when somebody, once somebody, um, starts getting involved with investing and, and they, they, they want to, they do want to do with index funds, but like, what are your opinions on like long-term buy and holds, but like single equities? I know you said that you, you don't really, you're not really, um, all that interested in doing the research, but do you, do you see the merit in, you know, long-term like blue chip companies? Yeah, I, I definitely see the merit. Um, um, I don't think there's anything wrong with it at all. I mean, if you, if you know how to pick, you know, somehow pick, you know, an Amazon early on, I mean, you can make serious money, you know? Um, but I mean, for the everyday person trying to pick, you know, you know, trying to pick winners versus buying index funds is, is very, very, very hard. Yeah. You know, the Wall Street pros don't do it consistently. Yeah. So um, yeah, I'm not anti doing it. I just tell people if you're going to do it, I, I would still keep the majority of your portfolio diversified. Yeah. Um, but I'm not against it. You know, if you were to go and buy just a bunch of Apple, Google, Amazon, Microsoft, you know, you'll probably do okay. But you, you can do the same with an index fund. You'll get those same companies. If they start performing poorly, they'll automatically go down uh, mm -hmm. in value within your, or down in weight within your index fund. So mm -hmm. um, that's just kind of my take. I, I don't know that I'll ever get heavily into individual stocks. I might, you know, do the most I'll probably ever get to is 10 or 20%. Yeah. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. In your opinion, What's the one thing that sets up sets people apart um, from being successful versus unsuccessful uh, with money, just in life in general? Like, what's the one thing for you? That is a good question. I think, I think it's got to be how you respond to adversity. Like, wh whenever troubles come, like, are you are you one to just quit? Um, you know, <clears throat> I think Robert Herjavec said it. Um, you know, hard times don't last or tough times don't last tough people do. So like if you're, you know, when, when tough times come, it's about getting through them and, and being, you know, resilient and whatever it is um, and, and just being consistent in whatever you do. So um, I think those would probably be the, you know, this, if I had to put it down to, to one or two things, it would be, you know, consistency, grit, determination. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, Ryan, my man, that's all I have for you, brother. Tell the people where they can find you. Yeah, so they can find me on social media. I'm on TikTok and Instagram mostly. Uh, the Money CEO is, you can search that and you'll find me. Or themoneyceo.com has all my socials linked. So you can find me there. Dope. Okay. Well, Ryan, man, appreciate you, man. I'll see you in a bit. We're going to go We're, we're gonna go live. It's going to be fun. But, uh, but yeah, man, uh, thank you. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate it, man. So there you have it, my friends. Again, a fantastic conversation with Ryan. Thank you so much for tuning in and checking out. Let me know if you enjoyed the podcast. I'd really appreciate it. Reminder, Wealth Simple Trade, Wealth Simple Invest. Let's get it going. Again, 
$10 to $25, right? That that increase, we got a nice little increase on the bonus for Wealth Simple Trade. Love Wealth Simple Trade and Wealth Simple Invest. Both are in the show notes. Go check them out for sure. And it does help the show. It does help the show. So thank you so much for that. But that's all I've got for you guys today. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. As always, my friends, I appreciate y'all. Boy, I love y'all. <laughs> for now, I am out this mother. Peace.